My name is Merrill Dubrow, President and CEO of Mark Research and the Chair-Elect of the MSM, MS Marketing Research Program at Michigan State. I'm really excited to be part of Spartan Insights. Spartan Insights is a series of podcasts that I'll be hosting interviewing one of the 350 alumni and 40 board members from the Michigan State Marketing Research Program. Today's guest on Spartan Insights is Marianne Stockard. Marianne is a Consumer Insights Manager at Zillow. Marianne, I can't thank you enough for being a guest on Spartan Insights, and welcome. Great. I'm happy to be here. Thanks, Marianne. So I, I know we haven't met, but I will tell you this much, that I am intrigued with your background because I think you would be in the Guinness Book of World Record for most internships that I've ever seen on a resume, on a LinkedIn profile, because you've had four, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm a professional intern. <laughs> You're a professional intern at yeah. four different places. But the interesting thing is three of those were at client organizations and one was at a supplier, right? Which yeah. actually makes a tremendous amount of sense. Can you yeah. just talk about the experience of the, of the four? So when I first got my first internship, it was in between my sophomore and junior year of college. And I actually worked on a cruise ship, um, believe it or not. And so I was on the cruise ship. I was doing anything that you could possibly imagine doing on a cruise ship from sales to um, services to housekeeping, all of the things that you could do. And so really that gave me a really good groundwork for customer service and being able to work with others and help people. Um, but what I realized in that internship was that my heart was more in the marketing side of things rather than hospitality or um, other industries. And so my second internship was at Meyer, and I was a merchandising and marketing intern. And there I really dove deep into marketing. I was originally only supposed to be doing kind of visual merchandising. And I took it a step further because I was really intrigued by the data and the insights that could be drawn from that data um, and ended up doing more of an insights project than a visual, visual merchandising project. And so that kind of drove me to to look more into the market research side of the world um, and seek out the MSMR program. And from there, I went and did the MBA internship at Zillow, where I worked on the Consumer Insights team. And when I was doing that, really what I was trying to understand was to get a deep understanding of our sellers. Um, so overseeing all of these different research projects and synthesizing them into something that makes sense, into a story that could be told about who sellers are, their pain points, wants, challenges, et cetera, and how Zillow can help them. Um, and then I pivoted from there. I came back to Michigan for my last internship, um, which was with Clear Seas Research, where I was helping out on the supplier side, trying to really help with our master brand. Uh, it was a great experience, both the supplier and the client side. And overall, like I said, professional intern. I've been through the ropes of internships and I am full time at Zillow. That's interesting. So, so you, you don't know this about me, but back in the day, again, because I'm really, really old, I, I started as an interviewer. So I did door-to-door -door interviewing. I did mall intercepts. I did phone interviewing, all of that. And did, did you actually do, when you were on the cruise ships, did you stop customers and actually ask them some questions or, or no, not at all? No, so that one wasn't really research related at all. I was okay, so still, it wasn't. Okay. Yeah, no, that one wasn't. Um, but it did have 
elements of customer service and really honed my people skills, which I think is really important within the market research world as well. Perfect. So when you think about it, so the EUI, you're in school, you've had both client experience from, from three different internships. You now have supplier with one company, right? What was the, the number one kind of takeaway from each in terms of, you know, if I went client side, I'd be able to do blank. I'd be able to right. learn blank and the opposite if you went the other way. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think they teach this in the program and it's really true when you're working in the different fields, but it's the breadth versus the depth. The client side is going to give you a deep understanding of the business challenges and understanding what exactly is going on within your world, but it's industry specific. You're focused on one project. Um, I am on brand insights right now, so my world really revolves on having a deep understanding of buyers, sellers, and renters, whereas on the supplier side, you have a lot more breadth. You have a better understanding of several different types of industries and working to help those industries as well. And so both of them are equally rewarding. I think they're rewarding in different ways, um, but super interesting learning experience from both. That's great. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, most people don't get that opportunity, right? They have to make a decision with, with experience from only one. So let's speed up. So after your, your four internships, which I'm sure, no doubt, all four companies wanted to hire you in some capacity. Um, you end up at Zillow. So can you talk about your, your job today, some of your responsibilities, some of your experiences? Yeah, definitely. So I am a customer insights manager, and I've been here for about 10 months now. Um, and I've actually been in kind of three different roles or um, focus areas since I've been here. So I started off as a business to consumer. So it was really focused on having a deep understanding of buyers, sellers, and renters. And then quickly pivoted over to the rentals world where I was really honed in on renters. And I looked over both B2B and B2C. And now I'm on Brand Insights, which is really focusing on how does Zillow show up in the world? How do we communicate our brand out? What do we stand for? Um, And how do we really make sure that we are giving individuals a great experience? And I think it's been an awesome opportunity because Insights is a very key element here at Zillow. And we really help and we partner very closely with different stakeholders around the organization to ensure that we are leading with the customer voice. Customer voice is at the center of all of the decisions that we make here at Zillow, which is exciting. um, And it's definitely a great experience for for me. No, that's great. So let's talk a little bit about that for a second, because you bring up a really good point with stakeholders. So internal clients, I assume in your 10 months there, you've had, I don't know, a, how many internal clients would you say you had? Is it seven? I Is it 10? Upwards of 100. <laughs> yeah, we, we love wow. collaboration at Zillow. I worked at a project where I've had 40 40 stakeholders on one project, so. Which is hard, right? 40, 40 stakeholders, 40 opinions, 40 different personalities. How do you navigate through that? And any best practices, again, for the, for the next generation of researchers that, when they come out to help through navigate through that? 
Yeah, definitely. I think the number one thing is that every opinion matters. At the end of the day, you have to get buy-in from multiple people around organization. And, and so it's important to both identify who else is going to need to buy in to actually use these insights, but also that you actually actively listen to them. I think one of the big things that I've learned is that if you can just listen and digest what they're saying, you're going to be able to map out how to make these insights actionable. And in addition to that, with there's so many of them, a lot of times they have opinions that overlap with one another. And so it's not necessarily new, but it warrants better insights, warrants more rich, actionable information if you can understand what the core need and problem is. And so my advice is to listen, make sure that you are incorporating the people you need to incorporate because at the end of the day, I'd rather have 40 people who can action on it than two people who don't know what to do because they need those other 38 people's buy-in. Yeah, that's, that's helpful. So look, out of the hundred or so stakeholders, clients that you've had, I'm going to assume only one was difficult to handle. Only one <laughs> was difficult to manage, even though my, my gut is it's more than that. But let's say it was one. How hard is that to deal with? Because I mean, think about it for a second. You work for the same company. You're in different departments, I assume. It could be somebody who has a bigger title than you. You're just not communicating effectively. And that, that relationship isn't just exactly where you want it to be. How hard was that to deal with? It can definitely be challenging. Like you, like you mentioned, a lot of times my stakeholders are director level and above, and I'm a manager level. And so you have to kind of learn to, and I think it all goes back to listening again, make sure that whatever you're doing is really trying to get at what their core need is. Um, but it can definitely be a challenge to make sure that you are giving them something that they can use, but also is appreciated by them as well. No, that's great. And that's very, very helpful. What do you think, you know, nine, 10 months into the job, any insight in terms of what do you think makes a great researcher? What yeah, are the must-haves these days that you have to have? I, I would say there's probably three that stick out to me. I think the first okay. one is that you have to be a problem solver. People will ask you questions, and it's important that you can take those questions and make meaning out of them. They have to, at the end of the day, have really solid objectives to have really good insights. And a lot of times people can't articulate or what exactly they want to know more about. And so it's being able to read between the lines, solve problems, and help people get to a point where they are able to able to use those insights. And then I think number two would be being curious. Sometimes people might think insights may not be warranted in certain projects. Um, and I always find a way to <laughs> incorporate insights hmm. because I'm very curious and I try to understand what the deep rooted issue may be. Honestly asking questions, making sure that you fully understand before you move forward, and just having that ear to the ground as, as you move through the organization. And the last one, I think this one's very important, especially when you're working on the client side of things, is that you have people skills. You're able to form strong relationships that are authentic and rooted in trust and that you're truly being a strategic partner to other individuals. This idea of strategic partnership is so important because when you're trying to influence and have the insights be at the center of what the organization does, it helps a lot if you have these relationships around the organizations that can help people get buy-in elsewhere. 
Wow. There's, there's like nine takeaways in that list. That's impressive. So let's assuming now, I mean, I, I know the stock would plummet after I tell you what I'm going to ask, which is I'm now working at Zillow, so you know it's going down, and I'm one of your stakeholders, and I have an objective, but it's just not clear. I mean, has that happened? So one of your hundred stakeholders, one of your clients comes with you and says, I want to do research, Marianne, on blank, and here's my objective. And it's not clear. Like, first of all, how often does that happen? How real is that? And how do you handle that? Do you send them back to the drawing board? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I think the problem that we have was at Zillow is that we don't always come with an objective. We usually come with a question. We want to run a conjoint, right? Uh, but that's not necessarily the best way to go about it. We want to make sure that whatever we're doing is really aligned with the business need. Frankly, like I just sit there and ask a lot of questions until we uncover what exactly the business is going to do with that information and what learning objectives we can put in front of us to be able to get at that business objective. I mean, I'm fortunate to work somewhere where people are very receptive um, to others asking a lot of questions. It doesn't matter what level they're on. They're very used to a lot of questions being thrown out there. And because of that, it makes scoping meetings go a lot smoother. Um, and when we can ultimately derive at something that we can use as a solid objective um, as the input into our research. That's, that's interesting. Where does research report into? Does it report in right to the brands? Does it report into a CMO? Yep, we report what? into the CMO. You do. Okay. So you do. So are you in meetings with the CMO? Are you presenting to the CMO? Yeah. Yes. Every once in a while we present, we present to the CMO. I've presented to the founder of Zillow before, which has been an awesome experience, but yes, it's a very research driven organization. Okay. So let's talk about that a little bit. A couple questions specifically to Zillow and some of the changes that have been going on. So, you know, earlier in 2019, you know, obviously you changed CEOs, right? Yeah. Um, Spencer was out, you know, Richard Barton took over the top spot. Did that change research at all, positively or negatively? Sure. I'm, I think we have been incredibly fortunate that both of them very much so valued research and valued the customer okay. voice. Um, and so I don't think it affected insights so much. Both times, insights has really been seen as kind of the headlights of the organization, and that's been very fortunate that both of them want to hear the customer voice. So it wasn't a huge change um, between CEOs. Okay, great. So a follow-up to that would be earlier this year, I mean, Zillow is, is getting into flipping houses and changed the strategy a little bit in a, in a lot of ways, changed the strategy overall. How did research, I assume, or I hope, I pray that research insights had a big role in that. Am I right? Did it have a big role? It did, yeah, definitely. Okay, so the follow-up question, which, which is, um, obviously that's great for the insights world. Can you, tell me, can you tell us the role that it had, how important it was in the direction to, to shape the future of your company? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it played a very key input into the strategy going forward. Frankly, home buying, selling, and renting can be a pretty painful process for individuals. And if you watch any of the you know, PR releases or anything that we've put out there, a lot of times like 
we've referenced these pain points. Um, and so, you know, we as insights uncovered those pain points and were able to present that in such a way that inspired action. That's something that consistently we focus on doing as an insights team and different. We have a couple of research groups around the organization and they all do the same. We're focused on making sure that we're giving something that's actionable um, and that the that we're partnering very closely with different business individuals to help drive those changes. Like I said, our senior leadership, well, different stakeholders around the organization are very receptive to insights um, and they're able to use those insights to be able to shift strategy. So it was a huge part of the change that we went through and it continues to play a large role in making sure that our customer is at the center. That's great. That's really, really, really exciting. So in terms of 2020, again, I'm not looking to have you give up company secrets, but is your department growing in 2020? I mean, do you anticipate there'll be some open positions and you'll be bringing on some new talent? Yeah, I'm not entirely sure about that. I know right now we have an analyst role open that we're currently interviewing for, but okay. I'm not sure what the plan is for any openings. Got it. Okay. So let me ask you uh, a final question. First of all, this has been great. I really appreciate your time today. You know, what advice would you give the incoming class of the research program at Michigan State? Just some key takeaways, things to think about that could be really helpful for them. Yeah, that's a great question. I think one, hang in there. <laughs> you know, be a sponge. Um, I think learning is really what you're there for and make sure you absorb as much as you can. The MSMR does a really great job of giving the students great opportunities to learn from top leaders within this industry. And I think ask questions, be curious, and make sure that you're learning as much as you can as you go through the program. I love that. A lot of takeaways. Uh, thanks, Marianne. I really appreciate your time today on Spartan Insights. My name is Meryl Dubrow, and I really appreciate you listening today.